my appetite has changed. I've gotten really hungry all the time and it feels like I can't get enough food (laughs) and 200 calories is not enough for a snack. (laughs) I need at least 400 to 500 calories. Welcome back to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek. I am your host, Zach Badger Davis. What do you eat on a backpacking trip? It may seem like a simple question with an equally simple answer, but dig a bit beneath the surface and you'll quickly learn that there's more nuance than you might originally anticipate. Not only do we get a taste of what goes into a day's menu for our hiker trash, but we also learn how their tastes have evolved while on trail, the much anticipated hiker hunger, the point at which a trekker's stomach evolves into a bottomless pit, and we get some general advice for how they go about thinking about their diets overall. Okay, let's get to the meat of today's show. Here are our hikers. Hey guys, it's Trash Panda coming at you from Lenape Hoking, um, aka Frenchtown, New Jersey. That's right, I am home again. Um, this is only for a few days. Um, it's because my school, uh, my college decided to let me graduate, give me a ceremony and all that. So I came back home for that. Uh, realistically, though, um, yesterday I was in Pine Grown Grove Furnace. Um, that's the halfway point of the Appalachian Trail, and I'll be getting back on trail, um, in three days. Um, but anyway, so today's topic is about my diet on trail. And like a lot of people talked about hiker hunger and, um, how you just get these like intense cravings and you never want to stop eating when you're on trail. And, um, yeah, that hasn't fully happened to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I do still like to eat, but no more than what I think I typically want to eat. Like, I've never been super consistent with how I treat my body. Um, uh, I was a college student no less than a year ago. So, um, like, I think my body's very used to me being like, all right. Today, you get to eat a muffin. Tomorrow, uh, we won't stop eating all day. Like, it, there's no consistency. Um, so on trail, I eat a lot of protein bars. And then at dinner, I have, like, um, a nor pasta side and, you know, whatever snacks that I happen to have in my bag. And, you know, breakfast sometimes is just a Pop-Tart. And... My body, for the most part, is okay with that. I mean, yeah, when I go into town, yeah, I'm going to get a burger and, you know, fries and uh, eat whatever is put in front of me because I can. But like, that's also what I would do in real life. Yeah. So that surprisingly hasn't really changed. Um, But I know that I am an outlier on that. Like, like my trail partner, Flo, for example, he's had trouble just like maintaining his weight when he got on trail. And so even if he's not really hungry, he feels like he needs to eat food just because he's been losing so much weight. And like, that's just not the case with me. Honestly, I, I think I'm still the same weight as when I started trail. Like 
I'm within that kind of like three pound window where like if it buries, it buries and that's nothing new. So I I don't know, like, I don't know if that's ever going to really hit for me. I will say that my tolerance for alcohol has dramatically decreased. One of the towns we went into a few days ago, they didn't have a, a great selection of cider or beer at the pub. Um, and I'm picky, I guess. So uh, I got a frozen Long Island iced tea. And when I tell you that I was like two steps away from sloshed. Ooh, ooh, baby. Yeah, no. Um, we did end up staying at the hostel in that town that night. Um, and I was very grateful because I was at that point of, I just want to curl up on a couch and fall asleep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much the biggest change. And um, that's not one that I'm that surprised about. My tastes haven't even really changed. Um, like I'm a little bored of my pasta sides, but there's so many. Um, and sometimes I add like Cajun seasoning to them. And so that's fine. Um, the the one thing I guess I could warn my pre-trail self about um, was that I'm not going to want coffee in the morning. Don't buy the Starbucks via instance um, just because like it's it's a hassle. It's, it doesn't taste that great. When I go into town, I am going to, you know, get coffee at any chance that I can, but on trail, it's, it's honestly just not worth it. And then you're going to have a messy shit in the woods and nobody wants that. Um, but yeah, I, I also don't cook hot food in the morning. Um, so that's, that's just a personal thing. Um, I, I don't want to put the effort into it. Um, and also like I use, um, an inline filter system, um, where it's, it hooks up to my water bladder. So I don't have just like a lot of pre-filtered water to use for cooking. Um, so it's, it's just a hassle to do and I don't want to do it, especially in the morning. I just want to eat my pop tart and get moving. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what my diet has been consisting of. And it's, you know, it's not the best. Um, I definitely crave like, you know, a salad or fresh fruit when I go into town. Um, there's definitely gaps in it, but again, I think I'm just, I think my body's really just used to me like fucking around with it a lot. Um, like, you know, college is a fun time and you don't treat yourself well, and my body's still riding on that. So I think it's just accepted that this is what we're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes for the next half of the trail. All right, have a good one, guys. Bye. Hi, this is Emmy, and I'm coming to you from Montana, just outside of Glacier National Park. Nope, not the PCT. As most of you probably know that um, due to the fires and smoke situation in California, the PCTA had closed the PCT for a period of time. So um, I am off trail and my daughter Brittany is also off trail and she is with me and we are doing a little hiking adventure before she rejoins the PCT, at least that's her plan and to finish off the desert. 
I am, however, going to wait until the spring to continue on and um, try to accomplish some of the miles that I have missed this year. So in that light, I'm going to pass on the baton to be positive and let her give you some insights into what it's like to do the rest of California on the PCT. And today she's going to talk a little bit about diets on the trail. So Brittany, be positive here. Can you tell us about your diet on the trail? Yeah. So I don't do keto like mom does, but, um, I do do my dinners with keto and then for breakfast, I'll do things like biscotti, which is really good. I haven't seen anybody else do that on trail yet. Um, eggs from mountain house, fig Newtons, and of course coffee, which when I get into town, I'm always wanting real coffee. Um, and I'm really excited for that because my coffee doesn't compare at all. And then during the day, I've started adding in things like tortillas and bagels. And I carry around a big bag of butter. Um, donuts and River also do that. And I learned it from River and I'm not going back again. It is amazing having fresh butter on the trail. And it doesn't go bad either. And normally it doesn't melt, especially if it's in the middle of your pack. It's pretty amazing. Um and then I've also added in complete cookies and protein pucks this last month because um, if I don't eat enough, I get really, really, really hungry and then I lose all my energy and then I can't go up the mountains. So I keep trying to find ways to supplement and add in more things. Um, and then I'll have things like nuts and fruit. And then another couple of things that I've added in recently um as often as i can is gummy worms and dried mango just anything with power punch things mom would never eat <laughs> um yeah and then um things that i can't do anymore i can't do any peanuts i'm sick of peanut butter i can't do snacking peanuts i'm just i'm done and i can't do any sort of meat sticks or beef jerky sometimes i get sick of cheese sometimes i can still carry cheese and i can't really do nutella I did that for like one seven day stretch and then I was done. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And, um, let's see. So then one of the other questions we were supposed to answer is, um, um, how my appetite has changed. I've gotten really hungry all the time and it feels like I can't get enough food. <laughs> um, and then a warnings to my pre-trail self, just be flexible and know, Hey, you can get food in at the resorts and at the towns along the way, and you can add stuff in. Um, and also sugar-free water might feel great going down, but it doesn't give you the energy you need. Sugar-free water? Sugar-free, like, f water flavoring packets, like lemonade uh, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and 200 calories is not enough for a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I need at least 400 to 500 calories. Yeah. So those are, that's some of my uh, diet stuff for, yeah. for recently. And uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see over the next month or two, however long it takes me to complete the trail, um, how my appetite changes and that's that. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to continue with our trail meals for a little while while we um, experience Glacier and Tetons and Wind River Range and Yellowstone before Brittany gets back on 
into the desert. So we'll see how that all goes. We've learned to hold our plans loosely. But for now, I just want to say it's been a joy walking with you. And I look forward to seeing what Be Positive has to say in future episodes. So thanks, Brittany, for taking that on for me as I jump off for now. So this is M8 signing off of the trail and Be Positive signing on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. Hello, everyone. This is Moss. I am currently in Florida. uh, So if you can hear some odd animal noises, that's uh, probably what it is. I feel like I'm basically in the jungle right now. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about me getting off trail. And this is, uh, I guess, just kind of my sign off episode. And just talking about my feelings, I guess, about getting off trail. So, um... We found out we were getting off trail when we were in Yosemite. So we had just gone around all of NorCal. It was probably like 600, 700 miles. Uh, We did about 100 miles or so in Yosemite. And then we got the word from a few other hikers um, that the trail was basically pretty much all of the national forests were closing. Uh, like basically as of that day and they were closing until the 17th of uh, September. Yeah, September. Um, And so it was probably like September 5th, I would say, maybe 4th, 3rd-ish. And originally I wanted to kind of stay out there and wait it out. But after talking with some rangers and things like that, Um, we were kind of told that this happened last year and it usually gets extended. And for me, I didn't want to be endangering anyone else's life if they had to come and rescue for me, heaven forbid. Um, but it was also very frustrating because it felt very preemptive. Um, like there wasn't any active fires in those areas. They were just kind of choosing to close them like preemptively uh which makes sense um and yeah basically the reason why they were closing all the national forests was due to fire risk um and so we kind of got off trail and we actually ended up hiking a couple extra days just to kind of get out of yosemite and we figured there was a little bit of a grace period and uh yeah we got off trail And pretty quickly, we just decided that we were going to go home. I kind of wanted to stay out there, but also thinking about it, I was like, I don't know if I can afford to kind of just like wait it out for two weeks. Um, And like, I'm sure I would have made it happen. It would have worked. But I didn't really like the idea of just like kind of sitting around in California waiting. And it sounded like it was going to get pushed back anyways, which it did get pushed back a little bit. But they did end up reopening, I think, around September, I don't know, 25th or something like that. I don't have all the dates outlined, but um, yeah, and I feel like by once I decided I was going home, I didn't really want to come back to California. It's kind of a lot of logistics, like it's, you know, a lot of flights um, logistically and everything. And it's kind of expensive. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't know. It's really hard because I, I can't I can't speak for my whole crew, but I feel like all of us were just really happy to be out there and we were kind of like ready to like finish this thing like in a positive way not like oh we're so sick of it but like we were we got around NorCal and we were like oh that sucks but like you know we still got the Sierra and we still have the desert and like let's just do it like it's going to be awesome um and then it was really heartbreaking to kind of only do a hundred miles and realized that we had to get off again and it just didn't feel like a very complete through hike I know like we hiked almost 1100 miles and I know that's still like a really great accomplishment but I don't know I think there would have been some really nice closure of being able to walk all the way to the border and like I don't know I was just like so happy being out there and was really looking forward to the desert and stuff so uh now I have to redo all of California I know that this isn't the end for me and the PCT. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really difficult. It's been hard. Some people chose to stay out on the trail, um, regardless of the, uh, the closures. And I, I don't know, in some ways I kind of envy them. I wish I was a little bit more of a rebel like that. Um, but also I guess it gives me a little bit of FOMO and like, sadness like watching people continue on when um you kind of had to end early but I don't really regret my decision I know it was like the right thing to do and I I hate this but like the trail will always be there everyone's been telling me that I'm so sick of hearing that the trail will always be there I know it'll always be there though and maybe this just wasn't the right time for me to finish the trail so um I don't know when I'll go back probably not next year maybe the year after um, it'll kind of just depend on like financials and, um, when things seem like they're mostly opened up, but, um, sorry, there's like a lot of really cool birds flying around. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for now I've kind of just gone back to work a little bit. Um, I'm starting my art business, which has been really it's been its own challenge in itself. So I've been kind of working on that and yeah, I wanted to visit some family and friends and I thought that would be kind of a good end to my through hike, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, I guess, like the feelings that go into it. Like I go back and forth with like being really sad about it. And then also just like, I don't know, being really accepting and being like, well, what's done is done. Like I can't dwell on it. Uh, but regardless, I don't know. It would have been really nice to finish, I guess. But uh, this isn't the end for me with the PCT. And I hopefully will be back soon. And this is Moss signing off for the last time. Oh, hey guys, this is Ibex coming at you today from the Benton McKay Trail or Benton Mackay. I don't know. I've heard it both ways. Anyway, it is in the south. If you've hiked the AT, you might have heard of it. They share the same southern terminus at Springer Mountain. And then the BMT kind of crisscrosses with the AT a couple times in Georgia, North Carolina, and Tennessee. 
So that's where Boy Band and I are hiking right now because there's no fires here and you could not set these woods on fire if you tried. <laughs> it is wet. Um, but it's beautiful and I love it and we're having a great time. So yeah, today I'm talking about diet. Uh, a typical day on trail. Breakfast is always kind of tricky because I prefer like savory things for breakfast and that's really hard to do on trail. Um, so I tend to just do coffee and something kind of light because I'm usually not super hungry that early in the morning. So like lately I've been eating those Bevita um, cookies. They're kind of like these really thin uh, crunchy, fibery cookies that just go down really easy in the morning with coffee. Um, so yeah, start off with that. Then lunch lately, uh, if we're just out of town for the first couple of days, we'll do wraps. So like a wrap with salami and some kind of cheese, um, that'll keep for a couple of days. So like one of those, uh, individually wrapped like slices of cheddar or baby bell or string cheese, something like that. Um, and then like a hot sauce. If we're ever passing by a Taco Bell, we always go stock up on hot sauces. Um, yeah, so those are kind of exciting out in the woods. Uh, once we run out of that stuff, it's just like snack lunches, like whatever jerky or nuts or I don't know, whatever's on hand. Um, then dinners. So that's kind of remained the same throughout my hiking for the most part. I make some dehydrated meals. So if I am sending a resupply or whenever we start out, I have some of those on hand and those are like beans and lentils and veggies and mushrooms and stuff. And then, uh, we have like back on the AT when I was hiking that, um, I really didn't eat those backpacker meals that much because I just thought they were kind of expensive. But now we do have those more often because I've gotten to sample a few more of them. I've kind of found the ones that I really like. And then what I'll do is I'll just kind of watch out for when they have their sales and just order a bunch during their sale online and just have, I mean, they keep for ages. So just have like a box of that on hand. And uh, so I always like had a few of those, the few resupplies I sent out on the PCT, there were a few of those and a few of my dehydrated meals in them. Um, and then the one thing that's kind of remained the same from the AT to now, and that I'm still so excited about and have never gotten sick of, is my ramen dinners. And it's not just any ramen, it's Indomie. So it's a specific brand. It's an Indonesian brand. Um, you can't find it in your usual grocery store, but you can order it on Amazon. Um, and I swear once you have it, you'll never go back to regular ramen. It's freaking amazing. So I make that and I put, like I always have a baggie of dehydrated veggies with me. So I put like some of that in it. I put a salmon packet or a tuna packet in it. If I have any mushrooms I've foraged, those can go in there. It's so freaking good. Um, and that's like the only thing that I eat on trail that I'll also every now and then get a hankering for even at home. Like most trail foods in the real world are so sad, but Indomie, still good. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much a typical day. One thing that has changed also since the AT is my coffee. So on the AT, I used to drink instant coffee because it's just the easiest. But by the end, I was literally choking it down. I freaking hated it. And I was like, never again. 
So now I do real coffee and it means I have to pack out wet coffee grounds, which like kind of significantly increases my trash weight, but it is so worth it. It's so much better. Um, so yeah, I do that differently. Um, one other thing that's different now, and I wish I told myself this before going on the PCT is bars. I freaking hate bars and I am so sick of every kind of bar ever since the AT. I was hoping that in those three years, like before I started the PCT, I'd be like, okay with eating bars again. So I packed them and I'd always get them when we'd resupply, just thinking like, well, you need to have bars. Like what else are you going to eat? But turns out I really don't (laughs) need to have bars. And they just kept being the last thing I would eat or they would roll over to the next section of trail and they were just like dead weight in my bag. And I've tried like almost every kind now and I freaking just hate them all. I might like if it's something new, be like okay with it for a minute and then I'm just over it. Um, So now I don't eat bars anymore. And I think I have one bar in my food bag right now. I don't even know why. I'm obviously not eating it. But instead I do like... Uh, oh, the thing that I really like now is Stroop Waffles. Those Honey Stingers is the brand. They're a little bit trickier to find because I think they're usually just in Outfitters. They're not always in grocery stores, but they're so freaking good. I'll eat those instead. They're like little like thin waffly cookies with like caramel in between them. And they have ones, the ones that Honey Stinger brand, they add um, protein and it's so freaking delicious. So I'll eat those instead. I'll have some trail mix, which I'm like still, I'm kind of sick of trail mix, but I feel like it's a good, like if you're really desperate and really hungry, it feels very fatty and sustaining. And like, so yeah, I always have some of that on hand. And yeah, I don't know. I just make do without bars. Screw them. Um, as for town... Yeah, when I get to town, I wish I was better about like eating well when I'm in town. But of course, after days of hiking out in the woods, I'm always just like, give me all the junk food. So I'm always like, I immediately go for burger, fries, beer. That's like the first thing always. Um, And yeah, so I don't know. It's hard though. Like it's hard to do vegetables. Um, Usually the trail towns are kind of small, kind of rural They typically don't have like some kind of hipster farm to table restaurant with all the exciting vegetable dishes. They usually are more like, you know, burger joints and diners and stuff. So it is hard. The veggie options usually just like a really sad side salad. Um, But yeah, if I can find a place that has more exciting vegetable dishes, I will definitely hit that. Otherwise, I sometimes try to like get veggies in the grocery store to have like in the motel or wherever we're staying, like make some kind of salad or do like carrots and hummus or something. But I wish I was a little better about it. I'm usually just craving like all of the junk food when I get to town. Like just give me everything that is brown and tan in color in food. Uh, Yeah, so I guess that is it. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. What's up, The Trek? My name is Cal, trail name Starburst, pronouns they, them. And my name is Sean, trail name Marathon, pronouns are he, him. We are about halfway heading south on the Continental Divide Trail, and we are here, stopped in town, eating some lunch, 
appropriately to talk to you about diet on trail. Yeah. So I think we are, I like to think we're highly qualified to talk about this because between the two of us, we have experienced every dietary, gastric, stomach <laughs> issue, problem, need, <laughs> anything yeah. you can think of on trail. And hopefully our pain uh, has lent us some wisdom that we can share with you today. Yeah, yeah. And I think something that I've noticed for myself as I've, uh, you know, as I've gotten older um, is that really my, what my body's needs are and what my body can handle has definitely changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, you know, I really, if I just eat a bunch of junk food and candy and not really paying attention to how much I'm eating, then I end up feeling sick. I get stomach mm-hmm. aches and that's kind of a terrible way to you know, really ruin a town day. Yeah. <laughs> You're just not feeling well. Um, so yeah, that's something that on this through hike, I've really had to try to relearn and, and it's a continuous process of trying mm-hmm. to do better and listen to my body about, um, what I need to eat, what I can eat. Yeah. Um, and, and it's tough because the through hiker culture is very much about, it's like we, we hike so we can, <laughs> we can eat Yeah. <laughs> and we should just be able to and eat And we can eat we dessert. Like, exactly. It's not like we hike mm-hmm. so we can go have salad. In right, town. right. We want, <laughs> we want the high calorie, we want the sugary, mm-hmm. um, snacks and, and things and the dessert, just lots of dessert. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so that's something that I've been kind of working through and learning. And, uh, it's definitely something I've noticed that as I've gotten older has, uh, has changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of like, no matter how much you hike, your body is still evolving. Your body chemistry changes over time. And what you said um, about through hiker culture being very much centered around like consuming these things that you wouldn't normally get to consume and the volume that you would in normal life really resonates with me because I feel like um, that's an element of through hiking culture that you kind of feel pressured to participate in, Mm. but that I've also not really gotten to participate in. Um, I've had stomach and gastric issues pretty much my entire life. I um, always feel like such a burden because I'm that person with every dietary restriction and people are like, oh, you know, you just want to be healthy. And I'm like, no, I literally can't eat these things. I will throw up or be sick. Like Marathon was saying that ruins a town day, you know, so like I'm lactose intolerant. I'm gluten intolerant. I don't eat meat um, because it makes me sick. And uh, this is not by choice. This is just, unfortunately, the way my my body is, um, I guess, genetically or something. And so, uh, especially on a trail like the Continental Divide, which is so remote, there are very limited options out here sometimes. and I like to say uh, that anyone who has dietary restrictions kind of has to pay like a tax for having these issues because everything like almond milk or, or you know lactose-free milk or whatever mm. costs more. The, the vegetarian burger will cost more. Um, and that's definitely something to consider. So, or, or there's just not access yeah. at all mm-hmm. in a lot of these towns because they're so small. It's like right. you roll up at a gas station, you can get chips, candy, and ice cream. And, yeah. you know, that's not a resupply. Right. So for us, um, mail drops have mm-hmm. been really critical to meeting our dietary needs because then we have full control over what we eat. Mm-hmm. Um, we're able to plan it out ahead of time. So we're getting, uh, the new, nu- the nutrients that we need. We're, uh, able to have access to foods that don't upset our stomachs, mm-hmm. higher quality food, higher quality food. But again, this is something that 
therefore, you know, you have to consider in mm-hmm. uh, the cost of a through hike because mailing things costs more. And this is why I say people with <laughs> gastric dietary issues, we always have to pay that extra tax on our consumables because it's always going to cost a little yeah. more. And that's not really fair, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got to weigh it against your own health and enjoyment yeah. of um, your time out here. So yes. I think it's money well spent. And I think that is the most important thing to remember with diet is it's about sustainability. You know, if you're going out for a, a section hike for a week, yeah, you can eat whatever you want. You could literally eat only Snickers bars for a week and you wouldn't die. You would be fine. You might feel a little sick, but long term, that's just not going to work on trail. So it's it's critical for the sustainability of something as long term as a through hike to do some experimentation and develop a system with your food that works for you where you're getting what you need. You feel good. You're energized. Um, you know that you can handle the costs. Uh, supplementing with vitamins has been important for us as well. Um, because as we said, there's just not access in a lot of these towns to nutritious stuff. Um, but that's a, it's a diet is a highly individualized thing on trail. So like marathon was saying, listening to your body, body, especially as it changes over time. Mm -hmm. And then for me, just, um, you know, considering my body's needs that I've, you know, had for my entire life, but are harder to deal with on trail and there's always a way Mm -hmm. and you're not the only one. So (laughs) yeah. So just keep, keep swinging, keep trying new things. Uh, carry some Tums and Pepto Bismol uh, just in case. Just in case, yeah. You probably need it. So. <laughs> yep. Anything else you want to say? No, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, reach out if you have any questions about having the most sensitive stomach on trail. <laughs> we're, your, we're your guys. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Howdy, this is Rooster on the CDT, and today I'm coming to you from Ghost Ranch uh, in New Mexico. We just crossed over uh, the state line about a week ago, and uh, the Ghost Ranch alternate uh, is the spot that a lot of thru-hikers go into to get a box with a resupply, and because they have a well-known all-you-can-eat buffet for dinner and breakfast. So I thought this would be an appropriate place for uh, talking about today's episode, which is diet. So first I'll walk through what I eat in a day, or what I was eating in a day at the beginning of this trip, and uh, what I am now. So usually when I do backpacking trips, and this is for stuff at home too, I like to plan out my day by breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, then uh, something salty crunchy. So I like having uh, potato chips um, and a couple of bonus snacks. So like candy, some chocolate, uh, things of that nature. And then of course you need condiments. You know, I always pack out mayo and hot sauce and something to keep the uh, to keep things interesting. Mayo is really good at improving pretty much any kind of backpacking food. <clears throat> so at this point in the trip, that whole um, system's changed a little bit. You know, as you hike and hike and hike and do this for weeks and then months on end, you know, you get a lot stronger, uh, but you start requiring a lot more food. Um, I think I've read before, uh, on average, you know, a backpacker of 
of my size or I guess a through hiker, you know, depending on how big you are will and how heavy your backpack is will burn somewhere between, you know, 4,000 and 5,000 calories a day or 4,000 to 6,000. It's a lot. It's really more than you can carry. Uh, so as you get stronger and as the trip progresses, you need to start adding more food into that. So right now I'm at the point where I'm doing like, uh, breakfast with a breakfast essential that I put in my coffee, uh, plus a snack that I have at breakfast time, then two snacks, then a lunch, which is now quite a bit bigger. My lunches, I normally do like quarter of a block of cheese with some tuna fish on a tortilla with a couple packets of mayo, uh, hot sauce. And then I sprinkle that with, a. With uh, potato chips, as the trip's gone on, we've we've kind of started adding, you know. And again, as you become stronger, you can carry a little bit more. But we'll start. We've started doing uh, lettuce and avocado in those wraps as well. So we'll pack out of our grocery store a couple of uh, produce items that we'll try to use in the first few days. So that's the lunch. Then I have, you know, two or three snacks before dinner, which uh, dinner's just kind of getting bigger and bigger. The one of the biggest challenges with uh, resupply at this point is that our resupply options aren't always very good. Um, We've had a few spots where where it's been slim pickings and it's, you know, it's frustrating. You're kind of thinking about food all of the time. Uh, and to get to a town and uh, find out that they have, you know, a very limited resupply it could be a little irritating. But we, me and uh, Woodchuck decided before this trip not to send any boxes ahead of time. Um, we did get a box at Ghost Ranch, which my sister very kindly uh, packed out of a list that we uh, wrote to her. Um, but so far, we've we've only had... I think two boxes, only one of them was an actual like food resupply. The other one was maps, uh, full of dehydrated, refried, uh, dehydrated, refried beans, which are an amazing backpacking food, lots of protein you can add into your dinners. They're pretty easy to make on their own, uh, as well. Obviously, uh, because you spend, uh, so much time, in the back country eating, you know, less than you probably should be. When we get to town, a big goal is to make up for calorie deficit. So a lot of times we'll, we'll come and drop off our stuff and go out to a restaurant and, uh, eat two entrees, uh, a few sides. Um, yeah, it's, a it's, a sometimes it feels like a chore never right in the moment, but it is something that you have to stay aware of is making sure that you are getting in enough food in town. And that's something that we've actually noticed. I remember hiking out of Monarch Pass. We'd taken a couple days off, gone into uh, Denver and, uh, we ate a bunch on the first day, uh, with some through hikers in town. Uh, but then we went in and saw some friends in uh, the city And we kind of started just right away eating like normal people. We weren't burning the calories. So I guess the hiker hunger kind of disappeared for a bit. We got back on trail after that. And it was some of the most difficult hiking that I've had. And the terrain wasn't hard. The, uh, you know, the paths were pretty well graded and, and smooth. But man, 
uh, both Woodchuck and I were exhausted and we decided, you know, we're like, what the heck's going on here is probably we really didn't eat enough in town before getting back out. Um, so it's a funny balance. Not much has really changed with my appetite aside from it getting stronger and stronger. This is my third long through hike. So I think I've got my food dialed in pretty well. Um, a few things that I used to love in, uh, back on the AT, my first through hike Oreos. I haven't touched an Oreo on this entire trip and now I'll go to a resupply and be like, Oh yeah. Oreos like I should get those. And then I'm like, yeah, no, I don't really feel it. Uh, ramen kind of got sick of, uh, I used to like sour candy, gummy bears, uh, sour gummy worms, uh, sour patch kids after a poor experience on the PCT with some sour patch kids. I don't really touch that kind of stuff anymore either. Um, so I guess the last question here is what would I tell my pre trail self about, uh, about food for this trail? And I'd say pre trail self, you got to figure it out. There's nothing I can tell you. Um, no, no, I wouldn't even say send more boxes. Just keep on eating. Maybe put on a little bit more weight before you start the trail. Um, but that's all I could think of. Anywho, this is Rooster and, uh, that's all I've got for now. Hey everyone, this is Link checking in from the Continental Divide Trail. It's day 84 for me out here. And I'm currently just in the collegiate range. I'm about a day away from the town of Salida or Monarch Pass, if you're familiar with Colorado. And today I'm talking about my diet. So in general, I've been eating basically the same stuff for the last almost 200 days now on the Appalachian Trail and now on the CDT. And it's got a little monotonous and that's okay. But here's the breakdown. So I wake up and my partner and I make hot water and we usually have oatmeal and a cup of coffee just varied flavors. Sometimes we'll mix it up and have granola and powdered milk, which is always a nice change, a little bit of cereal. And then throughout the day, we kind of, at least for me, uh, we do our snacks kind of throughout the day separately. We don't really stop and have like a for sure lunch. We just kind of snack throughout the day and we take short, shorter breaks here and there. But in general, I eat two tortillas, either both with peanut butter or one with tuna and one with peanut butter. And I have about four or five kind of like snack on the go items. So it could be like a Snickers bar, it could be like a fig bar, it could be like a Ritz cracker pack, it could be some other random granola bar that I found at the small random store that I'm shopping at. And then I usually have like a couple handfuls of some kind of like either potato chips, nuts mixed with chocolate, <laughs> Um, and that usually tends to get me through the day fairly well. Sometimes I'm a little bit hungry and sometimes it's just the right amount. It usually just depends on the day. And then we get to camp and we've kind of been rotating throughout a couple dinners. We do cook, my partner and I, we cook, you know, macaroni and cheese, couscous with sun-dried tomatoes, stuffing and mashed potatoes, 
Um, every once in a while we'll like happen upon one of those like fancy backpacker pantry meals or mountain house meals. And that's always a special treat. Um, I would say by far our favorite meal is macaroni and cheese, um, or couscous. We really kind of just eat the same thing over and over again. We don't really try to mix it up and that's all right. Um, and then, you know, for dessert, which is a usual occurrence, most every night on the trail for us and for me, usually have about, you know, a bar of chocolate or some peanut M&Ms or something like that. Something that's sweet to kind of finish the night off with. Um, I can definitely attest to having a sweet tooth. And I know that's going to be something that's going to come back to get me post trail. But anyways, when we get to a town and we're not on trail, we try to eat as many fresh things as we can. Salad, you know, anything that's like vegetable or something that's like cold. Like I love eating ice cream. (laughs) So we kind of mix between fresh vegetables and fruit and yogurt and that kind of stuff with honestly all the things that you can't eat out eat out on the trail that are great like a hot pizza or some ice cream um it's good to know like i tend to shy away from drinking alcohol in town i know it's a big part of trail culture sometimes is like drinking beers together but i've noticed that my bodily recovery my muscle recovery my sleep and just generally how i feel the next day is just way worse after i have like two drinks so I drink alcohol very sparingly. Um, and I think that's actually helped me in the long haul of this year. It's also worth noting that I am a vegetarian. So I don't eat any beef jerky. I don't have like a huge burger when I get to town. And I try to keep it really like vegetable focused when I'm in town. And that's, you know, always been good. And I feel like my body has always responded very well to that. But in general, I feel like throughout the hike, everything stayed fairly the same. More recently, I've been trying to focus on healthier snack foods on the trail, like nuts and dried fruit instead of like potato chips and Fritos, even though they're high in high in calories. Um, just because I recently heard and briefly read an article about how through hiking nutrition is really bad for you. And, you know, it seemed like the article was coming to this conclusion that, yeah, we may be physically fit to, you know, climb big mountain passes and walk 30 mile days, but our nutrition is actually um, hurting us in the long run. And so, I don't know. I think if I were to do this again, and as I continue along, I'm really going to work to think about how to keep my diet a little bit more healthy and nutritious so my body can continue to perform at the level that it needs to. But yeah, it's a little bit about my diet. You know, I just sometimes I eat straight up trash and sometimes I eat really healthy stuff. And it just depends on the day and how I feel. And the cool thing is we can really eat just whatever we want out here. Anyways, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye. And that's it for today's show. If you're enjoying Trail Correspondence, we would be very grateful for your review on Apple Podcasts. This goes a long ways to helping us get the word out about the show. 
You can keep up with our hikers by following us on social media through Facebook and Instagram. Similarly, the best way to ensure you don't miss future episodes is to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. This season's episodes are edited by our guy, David Zitney, who can be found at dzitneyaudio on Instagram. That's it for today's show. Until next time, thanks for listening and happy hiking. Happy hiking.